Hello, and welcome to the Modern Romantic Podcast, where we celebrate romanticism through art, storytelling, nature, music, poetry, creating, and and dividing headlong, or diving headlong, I can't read, into making arts and crafts dreams come true without any formal training, or storage space, or wherewithal, or en- uh, enough caffeine. That's Clearly, sure. I haven't had enough ca- uh, caffeine. <laughs> Uh, hi, I am three raccoons in a trench coat, and this is Emily. Emily, <laughs> that's me. As a reminder for our listeners, if you're watching live right now, you should know that the audio from all of our live streamed interviews is available on all the bad, best podcast outlets. Just look for us under Modern Romantic, or you can visit our website at themodrom.com and click podcast up at the top. You should also consider joining us live if you're listening to this on one of our podcasts. Uh, catch the video interview live and interact with our guests via the chat on Twitch every Monday night at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 Central, and 8 p.m. Eastern Time in the United States. Visit twitch.tv forward slash the modern romantic fo- to follow us and subscribe and follow our social media channels for announcements on who we are having on. Um, Emily, how's your week been? Uh, pretty good. Pretty busy. You know, I got this box in the mail today that I was told was coming and then I forgot because that's how that works. And it was from Julie, who we've had on before as a co-host. And she sent me, I have the box right here. She sent me um, some art pens that are kind of like highlighters. I don't know. They're all kind of pastel colors. I haven't had a time to play with them yet. And some seeds, seeds for the garden, which she put in little uh, folded origami like shape it's like an origami cup seeds for the garden lettuce and shallots and cauliflower a fountain pen which i'm super excited about what and the rest of the box is literally like three thousand stickers um (laughs) like it i it i when i opened it they spilled all over the desk and it's like so many stickers so many stickers so what you're telling me is you're going to go sticker raid somebody's car and you're just going to be like, oh, all over their car. Oh, they would hate me, but yes. <laughs> yeah. I, You know, I hadn't thought of that, but I, that's a good idea. Or you could just like randomly walk down the street and just like sticker somebody's forehead, you know. But... Yeah, I could just hand them out to random people for, like, years, because there are so many. Like, every time I meet a stranger, hand them a sticker. I would, it would take me a very long time to, I don't know if you can, I'm holding the box of it. I don't know if you could see how many stickers that, whoops, I just spilled a bunch. Um, yeah, it's awesome. I've never owned this many stickers in my life. <laughs> So what if we combine it? Because we said last week we were going to like hand out cards that said you can do this. And what if you just gave everybody a card and a sticker? Like you can do this and here's a fun sticker. Yeah. I love that. Anyway, tell me about your week. Uh, Other than getting hot water uh, and having hot, working hot water for the last week. um, (laughs) That's a plus. uh, Yes. Um, in a bit of like work-related news, um, I am gunning for a promotion. Um, I can't talk about the details of that just yet, but um, I've at least made it on to the second round of interviews, so I'm very Sweet. excited. Sweet. 
Um, and on artistic related news, I got my shipment uh, from Fabric. So I ordered some swatches from Fabric.com and I got some swatches. Heck yeah. um, so I got this awesome purple uh, Dupioni, like an iridescent Dupioni. Oh, look at that. It's uh, a good color. Same version in white. So okay. it has this nice like snowy white sheen to it. I pronounced this wrong like three weeks ago. Um, crepe de sheen. Crepe de sheen, yeah. Uh, Crepe de Chine. Is it actual then... silk or? Oh, no. I oh, could not okay. afford that. Absolutely not. No. Going with the fake version. Okay. I um, thought I'd ask. <laughs> I appreciate it. My bank account does not allow for that kind of um, bougie spending. Oh. Um, but it... <laughs> <laughs> well, everybody, um, please subscribe to our channel <laughs> <laughs> so that Trey can do some bougie fabric spending. <laughs> that being said i ordered a couple other fabrics here um but i'm very excited that i was able to find some fabrics that i liked order them i get to see how they drape um and yeah so for me what i have enjoyed about the whole like creation process is that i get to turn creations or these stories that i keep telling myself in my head and kind of bring them from the page to life um, and for me, that is kind of like our guest here that takes a lot of these fairy tale creations and brings them to reality and just finds a way to turn, like her motto says, to bring fairy tales to everybody and make it for everybody. Um, Emily, will you do me the honors and introduce our guest here today? Yes. Um, Joy Marshall is joining, is with us today. Uh, she's a storyteller and photographer from Massachusetts. Um, her unique photo sessions um, she offers with her company, The Witching Hour Photography, create storybook and fairy tale experiences for her clients. And I am here for it. We are here for it. We are here for this. That's right. So, ladies and gentlemen, folk of the realm, critters and beasts, I present Joy Marshall. Hello! <laughs> there it is. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here and chat with both of you tonight. Yay, it's so nice to have you on. Joy, one of the first things I want to ask you, um, with a name like The Witching Hour Photography, um, you were telling us a little bit about how the business got its name, but can you tell our audience how your business got its name? Yeah, so when I first kind of segued into doing fantasy photography, I really wanted a name to capture what I did. And at the time, I wasn't actually working with clients. I was working with... Um, just doing personal projects and a lot of stuff that I was doing was kind of surreal, a little bit spooky. And that is where most of my inspiration comes from. Like, like HP Lovecraft, kind of like the spookier end of things. So I remember sitting outside at night on the porch, it was like three o'clock in the morning and it was dead silent out. And I was writing something or just really like kind of in my head thinking about stories and the whole thing. And I heard a dog bark down the street. And it was so creepy to me at that particular point in time. And I started thinking about why something like such a mundane sound was so scary. And then it occurred to me at three o'clock in the morning, like the witching hour, right? Your imagination can go anywhere. And within that, you can kind of come up with any idea possible. You can go on any journey you want. So I felt at the time that the name, the witching hour photography kind of encapsulated 
the kind of art and stories that I was particularly drawn to, but also the expansiveness of story and how far your imagination can go if you give it the room to grow. Absolutely. Love that. So I do have to ask, what have you been up to three o'clock in the morning before? And if so, <laughs> what has what has been like one of the craziest thoughts that you've go? Oh my god! What? Did, how did that pop into my head? Oh my goodness! Okay, so I work part time at a lab night shift, so I'm up at three o'clock in the morning all the time, like all the time. Um, Ninety percent of the time, I stay up, and even when I don't work night shift, like even before I started that job, I really am a night owl. Um, my preferred time is like to go to bed at like three or four in the morning and like get up at like eleven or twelve in the afternoon, and which is why night shift works well for me. I'm not a day shift person; I never have been. I can be, but it's like it's a personal personal struggle for me to be a nice audacious person um wow that's such a good question the, the craziest thought I've ever had oh boy I have to really think about that I don't know that I can come up with something specific but I will say that when you are alone working on something your brain does work a little bit differently and I feel like I can I've made connection points between either creativity or something that I've been really passionate about at 3 a.m., like coming up with a name for my business, as an example. You know, I feel like, you know, that was a profound moment. That was a profound thought that I documented. Um, oh, boy, I feel like I had thoughts just the other week where I was like, this is this is interesting. I should write this down. And, of course, I don't remember when or where or how or whatever it was. But, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, it was a rambling answer that didn't necessarily answer your question. No, no but I, I think, think it, it yeah, I, it does. But now it just means that you need to have like a thought journal, my 3am thought journal. Goodness. Yeah. Yeah. I'll come. Maybe I'll think of it throughout the podcast. And I'll, I'll circle back. Maybe we'll see. We'll see if something occurs to me. <laughs> I mean, I think okay. we can all relate okay. when inspiration s strikes. It can be any hour. And when you're when you can't write things down, like for me, a lot of times my best ideas come in the shower. <laughs> yeah, there's no way. So yeah. I get it. Yeah. So this, this might be TMI, but some of my best ideas come taking a bath, like just being in water, you know, being like, okay, I'm going to do something to get out of my head. I'm going to not think about anything creative. I'm going to completely relax. And then all of a sudden the ideas start coming in. But when you try to force it, sometimes it doesn't, doesn't go so well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Shower thoughts, 3 a.m. Right. Yes. <laughs> Great hashtags, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> That's so um, I think that the crazy thing that I've ever done is like wake up at two o'clock in the morning in just a, a bout of insomnia. And I, I, I don't, I love my sleep. I am very much an afternoon person, but like after nine o'clock, I turn into a pumpkin, um, straight up Cinderella syndrome. So after nine o'clock, like I'm done, but then I wake, wake up at two o'clock and I can't sleep. So I started working on just a costume at two o'clock in the morning, then realized I have neighbors directly on the opposite wall of me. Oh. <laughs> I was like, surgery going at 3 a.m.? Yeah, that's a no. Yeah, yeah. Um, my boyfriend and I actually both work night shift, and he is a very musical person. Um, so sometimes we really, and we do live in an apartment. We actually live in a um, old farmhouse that was built in 1700s that was converted into a six-unit apartment. It's gorgeous we have the best neighbors we have gardening space this is nothing related to photography at all but 
Um, we live in an amazing area. We really do. Um, we're kind of like out in the woods and anyway. Um, but every once in a while, we'll just look at each other with this realization that we do in fact have neighbors. And to us, it's like, it's morning, you know, it's like the afternoon or something like that. And we're just kind of going about our day or I'll be in my back room and I'll be like trying to pull down equipment or something and getting ready for a shoot and I'll start dropping heavy gear. And I'm like, goodness, my neighbors must just hate me. They really must. Like, I feel so bad, <laughs> but you know. The place is pretty well uh, noise insulated, I will say. So hopefully it's not too terrible. That's good. That's and awesome. if you have tons of gardening space, that can be useful for photography, though, can it? Yeah, I think so. I feel like um, I definitely get a lot of inspiration just kind of going out there in the summertime and working in the garden. And I, I think it comes down to that idea of going, what we were talking about earlier of just turning your brain off, doing something physical, and then all of a sudden ideas start to come, you know. And it's beautiful. So, yeah. I have goals of turning it into like an English garden situation with like, you know, the, the cow, um, like the cow fence that kind of goes over and make a path on the meadow and grow like zucchini and stuff over it and just put wildflowers and along the sides and all that. But I love that. It's a growing, it's a, it's a growing project. Pun intended. <laughs> So what is your, I'm sorry, were you going to ask something? No, go for it, Emily. I was going to ask what your favorite fantasy genre is for photography. Because you do, um, I see fairies and things like that as well. Yeah. On your page. So if I do personal projects and I have full creative brain, I usually go spooky, to be honest with you. I usually like to do something that's, that's like kind of, like on the edge of surrealism, um, some of my favorite, one of the favorite images I've ever done was actually a self-portrait that I did during the pandemic when we were in lockdown. And it was a picture, I, I literally set this up in my living room. I took a whole bunch of like red sheets and put it over myself. And I, I Photoshopped like six or seven versions of myself at different angles and different heights and stuff like that. And then I put myself in like a Victorian looking nightgown, like holding a candle, like looking behind myself. And I called it something like, um, something about like facing your fears or something like that um and the way that the lighting ended up coming in and the the, the like I use a lot of like deep red tones and kind of like a bluish background um and for me it was very symbolic of kind of like how things were feeling at the beginning of the pandemic and um just kind of like the headspace that I was in at the time that said that's not the kind of work that I do Jasmine, hello. Uh, Joy's magic power is that she can learn other magical creatures to her team. That's Black Fae Day, and I'm oh. so happy to see that tag. That's why I reacted to it. Anyway, I am too. I'm very easily distracted. I'm really sorry. I should have finished my thought before I did that. That's anyway. okay. That's okay. Thank you so much for joining us uh, <laughs> on this live chat. We have Black Fae Day on our show. Yes. <laughs> Listening. <laughs> um so but the work that i end up doing a lot for clients and the things that i'm known for i do really really love doing and it ends up being kind of like it it falls into the high fantasy um realm and it it is a lot of like fairies and elf work and things like that um yeah i'm trying to think of the things that people are most interested in and and i think it is kind of like the softer prettier more painterly types of images so but I think that there's a correlation between those two because I'm really motivated by color and symbolism and putting props and elements into an image to tell a story. And I think that 
those are things that carry over no matter what type of work I'm doing. So personally, I like spooky stuff. Commercially, job-wise, I like like the pretty fantasy. Yes. And uh, Kaz just said, didn't you just uh, do a photo shoot with T. Uh, Pimentel? And yes, we talked to her a couple weeks ago. Yes, I listened to it actually. It was awesome. And this new shoot you did with her is gorgeous. Oh, thank you so much. Tell, I tell us about that. Um, so the most recent shoot I did with her was a promotion for the mini session that I'm doing in May. Um, so the idea is... You know, like the cottage core theme that everybody is like really into right now. Yeah. The, like the Victorian inspired painterly things. Um, well, I'm doing um, like a like a cottage rendition of that. So basically, the way that the many sessions work is, um, I'm going to be having like multiple sets. People can come in and pick us out. I'll, I'll kind of get more into it later. But the moral of the story is, it's really hard to just describe something. It's much easier to show people. So Tatiana was kind enough to give me a Saturday and go down to West Springfield where it's going to be held and shoot for me so I could kind of have something to show off. But I also want to say next, this upcoming Saturday, I am doing a shoot with four women, specifically for Black Bay Day. Oh. So I'm really excited about that. Yeah, I'm super stoked. I have That's to actually, after exciting. we get off this, I have to write the separate proposal to actually plan it. But it's going to be Tatiana, um, my friend Cole told me who I work with at the lab. And, um, my friend Audra, and then Tatiana's mom, actually, who I'm super excited to work with. Like, I'm super excited for this. Oh, how so, exciting. Yeah. We yeah. Want, now I want to be there. Oh, I want to be. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you want to come down to West Springfield, Massachusetts, right. <laughs> come, come join us, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm super stoked. And I have I, – I definitely – like I said, I have to sit down and actually plan out the images, but I do know that um, Tatiana made some wings specifically for it. She made a lot of like floral butterfly pretty wings. And I, again, I wanted to kind of be a little bit of a cottage core theme. So um, we're going to do stuff like I recently got all these gorgeous balloon puffy sleeve dresses, like with the um, boning and the corset and like the applique. Every, it's just, they're just beautiful. Um, so those came in. We're going to get to use some of those. And then I have a whole bunch of costumes. I just can't wait going to be costumes and flowers and hopefully good weather i haven't checked the weather yet i'm afraid to it'll be fine weather will be fine it'll be fine no matter what yeah <laughs> make the best push, of it <laughs> we had to push back the mini session promotion three times because the first time it snowed and the second time it's freezing rain and then the third time you're finally able to do it well, this, so. this sounds like an incredible project and so when it's done where will we be able to see this um, on all social media accounts, Instagram, Facebook, um, that's all I'm on. I'll put it on my website. I suppose okay. I'll try to be better about upgrading my website. Okay. My website. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure Tatiana will share it. And, um, Audra is actually a professional model. She's the only professional model I've ever worked with ever in the history of my life. Like when I, when I started working with Tatiana, we were just like two kids basically going out trying to do something. But yeah, Audra, I met through photography and, and she's become a friend of mine over the years. So Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I put the I it's the Witching Hour photography on Instagram and Facebook if it anybody yes, wants yes, to. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you so much. That is exciting. I love big projects like that. Yeah, me like too. To me too. One thing I do want to ask, um, because you were talking about creating uh creating this huge project, and I wanna ask because something I've noticed is that you can create a story from just a portrait session. How how do you go about creating something like that? 
so <clears throat> I do, a, um, it's kind of a multi-tiered process. Um, and it's different if I'm doing a personal project versus if I'm working with a client, but the end result is pretty similar. Um, I think the most dedicated way to explain it is probably talking about a client session because I know my brain, so it's way easier to come up with stuff, but it's much harder to try to extract information from somebody else and then tell a story that's meaningful to them. Um, so when I'm working with clients, what we do is we have a Zoom meeting and it lasts like an hour. And I ask them, like, first we just kind of get on and we have a conversation like this. Like, I just ask them how their day was and just try to lighten the mood and make jokes and kind of just kind of get to know each other. And then I have, like, 20 questions. Not more than that. I have a ton of questions that I ask. And they're everything from why do you want to do something like this? And everybody always has a different answer. It's fascinating to hear what some people say. To... Um, how do you describe yourself? What are your, what three words would you use to describe yourself? What's your favorite quotation? And on the surface, they sound very like silly, like small talk almost, mm -hmm. but people start to give you information about who they are and what they're into. So you say, what are your three favorite words to describe yourself? And they'll say like, I'm loyal, I'm curious, and then I'm passionate. And then they'll start talking about their passions almost every time. So from there, you can start like, okay, so you're passionate about, sewing because I'm gathering you both really enjoy sewing which is super cool I really want to learn it and not just be pinning fabric to people and saying it's a dress but anyway um you know so so by asking these questions it opens up an avenue for deeper conversation or like if you say what are your hobbies and somebody says they like Final Fantasy okay why do you like Final like what about Final Fantasy specifically do you like you know and if people say I like the colors well then you know they like really vivid colors if people say they like the storyline well then you know they like really in-depth storyline so you can kind of start to extrude information from there. So then the next thing we do is we make a Pinterest board and the Pinterest board is literally just so I can visually see what somebody likes because if somebody says they like purple, like how many shades of purple exist? You know what I mean? I need to actually physically see what they're into. Um, and then I let them pin for a while and then they tell me when they're done. And then the next stage is um, like a costuming slash set proposal. Um, so the set proposal kind of like corresponds to the packages, whatever, but what I'm doing is I'm like building specific images and I'm treating each image as if it's a set. So I'll take the notes that we had from our, our Zoom meeting and then I'll take everything from the Pinterest board and I'll, I'll work to kind of come up with something that is a cohesive story of what it is that they're actually interested in. Um, and that's kind of how I approach client work. And then I write the set proposal and I send it to them and if they like it, we kind of go from there and so forth and so on. Um, for my personal work, I start off with mind mapping so I'll literally, you know, say, okay, I want to pursue what topic. Or I'll, I'll use um, Black Shade Day as an example because this is the shoot I need to be writing up as soon as I get off of this thing. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I'll come up, like, I'll, I'll start with a circle and say, like, Black Shade Day, and then I'll, I'll come up with, like, all these little offshoots of, like, what kind of things, like, collectively do I know all the women who are involved in this want to do. I should have kept it. Actually, oh, my notebook's all the way over there. Um <laughs> But <laughs> you can grab it if you want to. Just get it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I did. Okay. So for this one, like I did a uh, fairy mermaid. Uh, I can't read my writing. Oh, Renaissance lady, cottage stuff, dryad anime. And then I kind of branched off from there. And some of them I could eliminate right away. Like I don't have a mermaid tail. So mermaids out even though I would have liked to do something um 
And then at that point, you can just kind of get deeper and deeper and deeper and more detailed from there. Um, so in this case, I obviously want to showcase Tatiana's wings because I love her and I want everybody to see the amazing work that she does. So um, we're going to go fairy and then we're going to kind of combine that with like cottage core stuff. Um, and then, you know, from fairy, it's like, well, what different types of fairies are there? So then I have an opportunity to do some research to figure out like different types of mythology from different types of cultures and, you know, various types of fairies, whatever. Um, yeah. Okay. And then after that, I usually, if I'm working with a large group of people, we'll go to Pinterest. And then if it's a collaborative process, I want to see what other people are interested to. I don't want to just like dictate to people what we're going to do. So everyone's been pinning things. And then I kind of take all this information together and then I start building sets. For this particular shoot on Saturday, I probably won't be as like specific as I am with clients where like everything is totally nailed down. I'll probably be a little bit fluid with it and then see what happens. So that was a really long explanation. I know. <laughs> the one thing the one thing that i appreciate is um because i did read i did before the start reading over your blog and your blog entries and the one thing that i appreciate in doing that is that you go through and you explain your thought process for things and you are very forthcoming with a lot of that and i feel like many artists this is going to sound bad coming from this but they almost gatekeep some yeah. of those secrets and yeah. so to see that design process from beginning to end and have that explained, I think is far more inviting to the people that you not only service with with your products, but it's also, it's nice for those that are getting starting out to be able to see how in-depth it can get and the joys and the experiences that come from that. So do not apologize for anything. Do not apologize okay, for cool. anything. <laughs> cool, I appreciate it. Thank you for saying that. Um, I kind of mentioned to you guys earlier, um, I, I, I grew up with my aunt and uncle. I, that's maybe not relevant to the conversation, but my aunt taught art her entire life. Like she was a professionally trained artist. Um, she does trompe which means in French, it means trick the eye. So essentially her pieces were painted to look three-dimensional. Um, so it looked like, you know, the cookie on this plate was actually coming off of it and you could grab it and eat it conceivably. And she taught in the house for many years. Like she had a studio and everything like that. And um, they homeschooled me. So I was always like really actively involved in the art world and um, her, her students, everything of that nature. And one thing that really impressed upon me is that, so I'm gonna actually put a pencil on that and backtrack a little bit to talk about my uncle. My uncle immigrated from Guatemala when he was 16. And he taught English as a second language. He was, they were both self-employed and their whole philosophy about life was community first. And everything that they ever did and everything they ever built was based off that premise. So I feel like when I became an adult and started pursuing art myself, like that was forefront in my mind of like service your community as the best you can reach as many people in the most um, broad way that you can. And don't hold anything back because everyone's somewhere on their journey. And just because I'm doing this and I'm giving you the information on how to do it doesn't mean that someone's going to copy me or rip me off or whatever. It just means that they're going to go about it in a different way. And I feel really strongly that those are things that like my parents have instilled in me from a very, very, very young age. And I carry through constantly throughout my life. So, yeah. I feel that way about um, Brooke Shaden does that where she's basically sharing all of her secrets 
and says, I hope you go make a million dollars. Yeah. I love Brooke Shaden. Yeah. Yeah. She's, she's awesome. great. And I, I, I when actually, I, oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> no, you. <laughs> when I first heard, when I first watched her and she said that, I was like, wow, that's so bold. That's so yeah. risky. And yeah. you do see a few copycat kind of images out there where people have done those exact things and oh, used totally. her style. But um, I love that she does it because I've learned a lot from her. Yeah, yeah. Um, Brooke Shannon was actually one of the first teachers for me that I ever saw when I was getting into like um, composite photography. And I actually went to um, her promoting passion in New York a couple years ago, which was really cool right before the pandemic. So I got to meet her and oh, cool. Lindsay Adler, which was really cool. Yeah, yeah. It was a really great day. Um, but yeah, I, you know, I, I really commend Brooke Shannon for having that philosophy. I don't necessarily know that I would have had I not been raised in that type of environment where that was something that they like so consciously chose every single day of their lives. So, yeah. I can say that for me, a lot of the sewing that I do is mostly like cosplay driven and being part of that community coming from, coming from a background that does not always is not always super forthcoming. It's like you have to almost, there's a paywall that's between that. Yeah. Um, not to get into that, but yeah. going into the cosplay community, it's just so forthcoming with so many different things. That's really it's, cool. It's been really welcoming. It is. That's yeah. awesome to hear. Yeah. Yeah. I want to do more of it, but I fall into that problem of like, you know, planning out my social media posts and, you know, those taking, it takes a lot of time to write and talk about how you do those sorts of things. And I'm so glad you read my blog, but I'm also like, oh, I haven't blogged in months and months and months and I want to do it every week, you know, that kind of thing. So, you know, it's just one of those things. You put it on your list, you hope you can get to it. Sometimes you don't. Yeah, you know? for sure. Yeah. Um, Kaz said, okay, I'm squirrel braining, but Joy, I need to know the name of your cat that's sleeping like a beauty in the background. Oh, her name is Egwene. Um, it's based off the Wheel of Time. We actually just yeah. got her a week ago. And then uh, my other cat, Rufus, is around here somewhere sleeping. Yeah, he's a big orange, orange fluffy guy. Um, yeah, she's 11 months old. She's really sweet. I love her very much. She, so we brought her home, and she pretty much just, like, we, I, we have a very, a fairly large bathroom, and we set her up with a tower, and, like, that little squirrel cat, top, like, tower over there, and we put her in, because I figure, you know, a new cat, she's going to take a while to kind of adjust and, you know, get her, her bearings. This cat busted out of there in about an hour. Oh, wow. <laughs> she didn't do the whole, I'm going to go hide into the bed thing. She was like, okay, I'm here. I've been here forever. You know, so funny. She's awesome. I feel like I've had her for my whole life, basically. That's really cool. That's yeah, a good yeah, connection cool. to have so quickly. Yeah. yeah, it is. So one thing that we read on your blog was the story about how you took a size 14 dress and made it a size oh, 2. Yes. And I want to know this story. I think our, our okay. listeners should know this story. So um, the more clients I work with, the more I want to have, like, the lar like like the most size-inclusive costumes I possibly can. Um, you know, the average woman is a size 14 in the United States, and most clothes are not. Like, I feel like a lot of, like, fantasy gowns and things like that are a much smaller size, which is crazy because it means it's not catering to, like, the people who actually want to be wearing them, right? So, um yeah. I have been buying larger clothing and then needing it to fit, you know, other types of frames. And I have 
kind of a like as a like a kid and a teenager I was like a drama kid and one thing that we learned really quickly in drama was that all that matters is what the audience can see it doesn't matter what other people like it doesn't matter what's in the back so very frequently I will just like take like I have eight clamps and mm-hmm. I just wrap and wrap and wrap and clamp and I would never do this to a client's dress because I don't want to ruin the fabric but for my own stuff like I don't care right um so we do that, and then if I need to like kind of clean stuff up in Photoshop afterwards, I do that as well, and I do that quite frequently. Like that particular blog post, I think there was a little bit of like underarm action that you could see, and I, I just kind of took a clone stamp and cleaned it up, you know. But yeah, she was clamped up in the back. <laughs> yeah, yeah you can Oh, I'm sorry. I was gonna say, of course, I didn't got nothing on that. No, no. I just, I so, I just want to read this. It's so hard to find plus size fantasy clothes. Thank you for doing that. Yes, it is. It's very difficult. Um, and I have been sourcing some lately, and I should write a blog about it because I have found some things on Amazon that are plus size, up to a size twenty six, and I have found a couple other websites that have things. Um, I just found this this place called Scarlet Darkness, and they have. Um, I found them on Amazon, but they have their own website, and they have up to, I believe, a 3XL, and it seems like it's pretty legit. Like, it seems like it's actually a 3XL, um, and they sell everything from, like, gothic clothes, as you would probably imply from the name Scarlet Darkness, but they also have a lot of, like, Victorian-inspired things as well, and, like, some corsets, and they don't have, like, the boning, but they just kind of have, like, the vest with the cross ties and things, and I've, I've made a couple purchases, and the quality is pretty good. 26 that's awesome yeah she, i think yes that's 26 um yeah i i think i just searched for plus size fantasy gowns and i found a couple things i found this really gorgeous like deep v-neck um gold gown with like a slit up the side that's a size 26 and then i found some more of those dresses i was talking about earlier with like the puffy sleeves up to a 26 and some of them are coming in for the mini session i did order like three or four of them nice. one of them is like pink with like a v-neck and kind of like cross stitching and puffy sleeve like balloon sleeve and it's got stars and moons oh. all over it like just these little gold stars and moons it's very pretty it's like very celestial cool yeah so, yeah, yeah she said get to blogging yes okay i'm gonna make i actually have a notebook so because i knew i was gonna <laughs> say things and then forget about it five minutes later uh plus size blog okay good deal this is great so so that's one thing that i've learned that um is buying clips for photography is is pretty much necessary i've i showed up to a photo shoot once because if i'm bringing dresses that i made i will put I will, I I put the size out there. Like, Hey, if you want me to bring these dresses, these are the sizes they are. Cool. Because then if you are the one providing the models, you have an opportunity to find models that will fit them. Yeah. And there was a photographer one time that said, okay, thank you. And then I showed up to the shoot and the model to fit a size 10 women's 10 dress was uh, nine years old and she did not fit even remotely. (laughs) Yeah. And we clipped, it was just like what you said. We clipped, I mean, it's, it's dramatic and, uh, but we made it work and that's good. That's good. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes it can be hard to take women's gowns and make them fit children. I have run into that a few times because you've got like a cut, you know, and yeah, yeah, that can be challenging. 
that's some serious traffic wrangling right there. It was. Yeah. I, yeah. In fact, I was like, at first I was like, oh, we, this isn't gonna work. Well, let's try. <laughs> I didn't want yeah, this yeah, poor yeah. little girl to not be able to model. I don't want to say no to somebody, you know, yeah. they came all the way here and. Another thing that I'll do sometimes is I'll take um, this this red sheet again, man. I went to Walmart and I bought a red sheet and I use it all the time. I love it. Um, So I have made dresses out of it in Photoshop where you just, you know, you kind of like, you know, pin it around somebody Mm -hmm. and then you take a picture and then you unpin it and have them just wear like, you know, their shorts and a tank top or whatever it is that they're wearing. And then you, you take the fabric and you have them throw it out different directions to get the flying fabric and then later on you can put it together and post boom you have a ball gown that'll fit anybody for five dollars from walmart wonderful photoshop is magic literally tim write that down write that down (laughs) (laughs) you know and trey then you only need to buy a few yards of crepe de chine and in silk instead of the you know 12 or whatever that you thought you needed and yes, and then when I draped said one yard of fabric and go to costume events and hi, I'm cosplaying as this character. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. A little bit a little bit of a disconnect there, I guess. Yeah, photography versus a three sixty experience. Uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> I can fake a lot of stuff in Photoshop. It's wonderful. I can fake makeup in Photoshop. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. have a legitimate, I don't have a makeup artist. I am looking for one, but I don't have a makeup artist, but I do it in Photoshop quite a lot. Just, oh, wow. You know, mascara and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Lipstick. Almost every single lipstick per- picture you see is not, like, actually lipstick. Photoshop. Huh. And usually the eyeliner mascara is, too. I was, um, I think I saw the the blog post about how it was Tatiana against that very light, uh, that very light sky. So you wound up putting some like darkened clouds behind yeah, her and then yep. like started lightening her skin a little bit. Um, almost like a, a, almost like a highlight. I think I vaguely remember that one. Was that me talking about locations? I don't remember. I think I know which one. It was kind of like a downward perspective and there were roots coming Kinda. out and she was yeah, in a teal, teal dress yeah the sky was really boring um so i just added some clouds and all and i do this quite frequently a lot of the photography that i do is um composite work so i'm taking like pieces and elements of multiple pictures to kind of make one full picture so a lot of times like one image is like three to five sometimes even more pictures to make the image um so in that case i think i took some clouds from a different day and just um, pop them in, and then you can like play around with some blending modes and stuff like that to kind of pull it off the shadows or something like that. So like with that instance, obviously I didn't want it on her hair, so I you know blend I, I pulled it off the shadows and and stuck it only to the highlights, like the you know the blown out sky, and then it works. So but- Emily, I wanted to ask you actually, do you do any composite work on your photos? Not a lot. I don't typically, but every now and then I'll I need to like. Usually if I do, it's with the clothing. Um, okay. Like I've fixed dresses before, similar to what you yeah. did uh, explain. There's there's a dress I always get asked about, asked about, and it's the yellow dress on the horse. Oh, the girl in the yellow dress on the horse. Yeah. A lot of people ask if that's for real or not. And mostly it's real, but um, what, you do, what I photoshopped out of that picture is... I took out the two people throwing the fabric in the air. Okay, gotcha. So um, otherwise, it, that's real. And then 
I think I shouldn't tell. I don't want to give this away. The no, the don't sky. Say it, don't say it. <laughs> the sky is not was a different. I replaced the sky. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But otherwise, um, most of most of what I do isn't composite. Um, although I have and I can, I just I don't know. I haven't delved a lot into it. But I yeah. Well, I'll yeah, just say yeah. that. <laughs> when I first Thank started, you. I was like. All I'm going to do is composite work. I'm just going to be a composite artist. So if you go back to the very beginning of my work, a lot of it is really, really, really bad because <laughs> I didn't understand. You know, compositing is really, if you're doing a true composite where every single thing in the image is made up, it is hard because you have to make sure that the depth of field is the same, that the lighting is the same, the shadows are the same, the color temperature is the same. It's a lot involved. Some of them worked. Some of them was a swing and a miss. And I'm okay with it because that's a great learning experience. Um, and I learned a lot from those early days where I just did dump first thought later. Um, but yeah, I do really enjoy compositing, although I do it less now with client work because it takes a lot of time, you know, it does. Did you have, I do have something, um, like if somebody really wanted to commission a true composite for me, I would do it, but it would be like a whole different package than what my normal package is and stuff like that. Now what I typically do is I'll composite in terms of like expanding the frame um, or I will composite in fabric or hair movement, things of that nature, or like elements to the, to the image, like atmospheric things and smoke or textures or clouds, birds, whatever. But I won't like make a whole picture from scratch. Actually, when I very first started, um, like within a year, I did a maternity image for someone and every part of it was fake. It was like a woman standing in the snow with a deer coming up to her and a tree in the background with like windows in it and a door. And it took me like over a hundred hours to make it. It was a massive wow. file. It was so long. So that's not the kind of thing I would do just for like, if I were to actually price that right now, it would be so much more than what most people would pay. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. A hundred hours is a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It was a lot of work. And I, I actually forgot about an image that I did do <laughs> recently even, and I just completely spaced. And that was the James King James photo of it's called uh, conquering oneself. And that is That's the, okay. he's on the throne and there's a bunch of bodies on the ground in front of him. And I completely forgot that is really the biggest. And that is the most compositing I've ever done in my life. Cause every single one of those bodies is him. Yeah. And he posed like a bunch of different ways and it was raining that day. So he's like laying in the mud and we that was nice because we actually got his clothes more dirty. And so they look a little different. And so that one is a composite. And I guess, uh, and it was his idea, kind of, because um, we were just out there shooting for fun. He's a friend and he visited me and we we were just out there shooting for fun. And he said, it'd be cool if I was sitting on this throne. And then there were like, I don't know, like dead bodies in front of me. Like, can we make bodies somehow? And I was like, well. I don't know how to, I can't just create a body in Photoshop. I don't know how to do that. But yeah. if you, if you laid down on the ground, I can take that picture and superimpose it and composite it in. And then we did, I don't know how many files there are. There's so many pictures of him laying in different positions. And we took a mannequin yeah. torso and put it on the ground. We put a garbage bag over it to keep it clean. And then we laid it on the ground. And so he's like, He's like draped over it and in different ways to like make yeah. it look like he was laying over somebody else. And that helped a lot. 
But um, yeah, I, like I said, I had no idea what I was really doing. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I just, uh, I just kind of dived in and. It looks oh, great. I saw thank that. Thank you. Image. I did see that image. Yeah. But I think it's wicked fun. Um, I will say the bloopers. We'll say the bloopers from that that you sent me, just as you were like editing different things and you had suddenly made like bloopers for things were fantastic. The bloopers are pretty great. <laughs> now, Dan and I always joke that we need to make an album of her faces because a lot of times when we're shooting, she makes like very intense faces frequently about a lot of things. Like we'll just be talking and she'll be like, like just, so like, it'll be like shot frame after frame after frame and you can like follow our conversation. <laughs> By the faces she's making, it is so funny. You should Very totally cool. do that. We need to. We really need to. Yeah, we've got some. We've had some really, really good and hilarious pictures of her throughout the years. Faces of Tatiana. Yeah, <laughs> I would love that. Yeah, maybe we should have like a blooper week, and everybody posts their. Um, That's a great. Or idea. the behind the scenes week. Yeah. Oh we yeah. We can what? post it to, to, to the uh, Discord. Just have everybody post their bloopers to the Discord and go through that uh, one stream. Yeah, because we have a Discord now. Um, oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's just under Modern Romantic. You can find it. Um, look it up. And it's brand new, so we, we only have, I think, like two members. Oh. Uh, which is cool. great. <laughs> you got to start somewhere. Yeah. I just started my newsletter list yesterday, and I only have, like, 11 followers, so I hear you. Oh, well, I'll join yours then. Yeah, that'd be cool. Thank you. I'm going to I'm gonna try to make it not be, like, salesy. Like, I'll do a little bit of, like, hey, this is the thing I'm having, but mostly I want to, like, give content back to people. Like, I want to do tutorials, and I make a lot of things in my in my, my session, my shoots. Um, like, I make a lot of crowns and... Um, you know, add stuff. I've done some sewing. I like to do more. Cool. Cool. Just doing more sewing. Yeah. I do love it. I just don't have time. It's a time issue. Again, you know. Totally. Yeah. One thing that I do actually want to ask, um, in talking about these these projects for things, it, who? Sorry. Let me frame this correctly. Um, you are contacted by somebody and this somebody would be somebody that would just make you instantly melt just be like you want me to, you what <laughs> the person that would that would just honestly make you just flabbergasted the entire time from start to finish oh boy who is that client that's such a good question um and i knew you were going to ask something like this too and i was like make sure you remember to think about this and then i didn't i forgot I feel like it wouldn't necessarily be a person specifically, but more like, I kind of feel like people are people and I'm excited for every single person that I meet. And every single time I get a client reaching out to me who wants to do a shoe, I think that they're the best person ever, basically. Um, and I think they're the best person ever, even if they don't reach out to me, but it's just really, really exciting anytime I get an inquiry. Um, because what I'm doing is so personal and so intimate that if it's a full session, I really get to hear a lot about who you are and what you're doing. Um, I guess that it would be really cool to get to do like commercial work for like a celebrity or something like that. Although who I don't know specifically, um, if and when it ever happens, I will be thrilled. I go off the expectation that it will, right? Because like, that's how you grow. You don't just say, oh, I hope it happens someday. You, you have to have that mindset of like, I'm going to get all the things, you know? Yes. Absolutely, I mean, you all do. All things happen, so 
yeah but i'm not like necessarily motivated or particularly driven by that like right now my goal is just to have enough business where i don't have to juggle the two jobs and i can like just do this full time as opposed to like working like eight hours a week like i'm doing right now which is fun but exhausting so yes yeah yeah so yeah I'm sorry, did you say 80? 70 to 80 hours often. But so here's the thing. With my schedule, I worked, I worked 24 hours at the lab. I worked two 12, two 12-hour overnight shifts. Then once a month, I get 10 days off in a row as part of my schedule. Okay. So during those 10 days, I live like a normal human being. But during all the rest of the time, like anytime I get a second to do work, I, like, I do it. So, yeah. When I can. Bless you. It's a do lot. You... Do you drink espresso? Do you drink coffee? Do you I drink, drink a lot of coffee? I'm a big coffee drinker, like a big okay. coffee drinker. Yeah. Please, please send fun to the Witching Hour photography and and fuel her coffee. Coffee <laughs> fund. Yeah. Coffee fund. My yeah, sister calls. My sister calls it non decaf. Yeah, that's, that's cute. I like it. Non decaf. Yeah. Um, and it's not always like that. You know, obviously, like as a photographer, you have busy seasons and you have slow seasons. So during, like right now, I'm approaching the busy season, so I'm working a lot. And then, like, come winter, it'll start to slow down a little bit. But hey, it's a small business. You know, anytime you're doing a small business, it's a lot of work. And it's because I put so much time into editing the photos. And then on top of that, I also have to do all the administration things because it's just me. So once I can start to outsource, my life's going to get a lot easier. It's how I'm looking at it. Like, I'm not, I'm not sitting over here like, oh, I'm going to be doing this forever. I'm looking at this, like, five years. And then I'm going to start bringing people on maybe, maybe even sooner. We'll see how it goes. So, yeah. And I, I feel like kind of like to what, to what you're saying, my goals aren't so much like who, who's going to work with me, but like how can I grow? Um, so as I mentioned, my boyfriend and I do live in an apartment, but we're saving up for a house right now. And one thing we really want to do is buy something out in the woods. We want to get something with a lot of yard and I want to have like a studio there. Like I want to have a separate building uh -huh. that I am not just sitting in my living room trying to avoid playing Elden Ring, but I have to actually like physically leave my house <laughs> to go and work. Yes. Um, and we want to have an Airbnb at some point so the people who come from out of state can stay with me. Cause I've had a couple people already like physically travel to come and work with me, which is amazing that is and incredibly amazing. like very humbling like very humbling that that's ever happened um and then i want to like be able to actually physically build sets within the yard so that like because right now um whenever i go on location which is most of what i do i have to first pack my car which is expensive um that usually takes me like two to three hours and then we have to drive then i go to location i have to unpack my car set everything up in the woods and then pack it down and then bring it back into my car and bring it back in. So it's a lot of time. It's a lot of time. It's very physically strenuous. And I can only do it for a few years because it's really hard. <laughs> um, but it's fine. You know, that, that this is where I am in, in, in the process. Um, so that will be a really big game changer. But, like, the long-term goal is to have a studio where I can hire, like, five or six creative people. And we have, like... People can come to us for their whole fantasy experience. I want it to be like a high-end luxury thing. We have wing makers and costume makers and hair and makeup people. And everyone's on payroll. And everybody has health insurance. And <laughs> yes, <laughs> you know, and I have multiple photographers. So that way we can do multiple different types of fantasy. You want to do boudoir fantasy. We got you. Maturity fantasy. We got you. You know, so that way people can get really niched into like what specifically it is that they want to be doing. I so. love this. That's the goal. 
You, you, I was going to say earlier that it's like you need a team of people. And at some yeah. point I was going to say you and I are like basically the same person. Yeah. Uh, because <laughs> because a lot of the things you've said are things that I have also said and cool. thought. And cool. yeah, um, having a team of people is amazing. And I, uh, yeah, like Trey here has helped me with a few photo shoots. He's been an animal handler with horses. Oh. He uh, has, I don't know, just a lot of different things. And just having assistance is yeah. huge. Um, yeah. That set with the throne, for instance, uh, when we attach the antlers to it, because those are real. They're not real antlers, but we made them. Cool. cool. But I didn't I didn't make them. Uh, my friend Gretchen did, and she is an, a shoes and art teacher, so that was super handy. Um, cool. yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. like, we, it took six people to move that throne and put it out in the woods and set up the antlers and they're held they're like wired to the trees nearby you can't see you know and i like i couldn't have done that by myself but yeah. i had like a big dream and then just start asking around it having a team is so valuable yeah um, yeah i used to up my team game tatiana is my team and my boyfriend's my team but my boyfriend works a lot and tatiana has her own thing going on and um <clears throat> which is amazing and like i don't i feel bad asking her right now because like she'll so She'll say yes a lot, and like I know she is busting everything she's got to, to build what she's building. Um, so a lot of times it is just me, you know, and I'm really used to that. I'm I'm also like a level ten introvert. Um, like once I get off this call, I'm totally gonna like crash hardcore. Like I love <laughs> this, but like once I'm off, I'm off. We all so, do. <laughs> yeah, all three yeah. of us so, do like, then. It's really hard for me to reach out to people and ask for help. I just, I've always been like this in something I'm working on. Um, but I have a really hard time, like, initiating, like, the team thing with people. So, yeah, I need to, I need to stop doing that. So, so how do we, how do we get this? We've talked on this podcast, if you've listened in the past, we've talked in this podcast about stealing a castle and... Um, I did hear a little bit about that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was started, <laughs> it started where we were going to steal the castle, particularly for its library. <laughs> but ah. now now we get the whole castle because we stole the whole thing to do photo shoots all around it. And then we talked about how there's so many people from all over. We have um, Elva and Mark Rhinus in Orange, California, and we have Kaz uh, is in kentucky and i'm in minnesota and trey is in charlotte there's so many wow. people all over you're in massachusetts i don't yeah. you said jasmine i don't know where jasmine's from but like if we were to get everybody together in one place to be the team yeah we yeah. could have like a whole giant weekend of awesomeness oh what a dream it sounds like a convention actually it sounds like a convention oh hmm. of all the people oklahoma okay oklahoma okay i didn't want to say it and i would have been wrong anyway so uh, yeah, with, even if I knew, I didn't want to yeah. just give that out because yeah. you hadn't said it publicly. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I will, um, Jasmine. I will refrain from uh, singing anything related from the Roger and Hammerstein musical. Thank you. Why? Why would you? Why would you refrain? Why would I refrain? Is that a song pun? <laughs> oh, well, now it is. <laughs> we are on a pun game tonight. I am enjoying it. That's great. <laughs> there it is. 
Oklahoma, where the wind comes sweeping down the plain. Yes, oh my goodness. I feel like I found my people tonight. This is so good. <laughs> That's great. Yep. Yeah, Oklahoma's not, If we maybe if we did it somewhere near Midwest-ish, yeah. we would include the most amount of people. I did hear you talking about an Ireland trip, and I, for one, have always, like, I have a goal somewhere down the line of, like, sponsoring workshops in different countries. Truly, I've always wanted to go to Ireland. Actually, all of Europe, generally. Um, but, yeah, that's something I really want to do. Like, I don't know, do, like, a workshop where it's, like, we have a week of just, like, high fantasy everything, you know? Yeah. This is just, like, a like a faraway thought. I don't even know how you would orchestrate that. I know there are some photographers out there who do it. It's but this is definitely not something that's happening anytime soon. But I would like to. I love your, first of all, I love your idea. I think that's great. I think personally, and actually with Archer33x in the chat, we have the three eyes, and it's Ireland, Iceland, and Italy. Oh, yes. Um, hello, and welcome to the Witching Hour Photography in Inspirational Things, because as you were, were talking about that sort of thing here, hi, the random photo shoot inside my brain just came to life, so please ignore me. I'm typing notes, because I don't have anything to write with at the moment. Oh, and oh. I just dropped my pen, so... Oh, oh grab it. Grab it. And while you grab it, I have another question. Cool. And that is, what are some of the most fulfilling moments you've had with your photography? I did... Oh, boy. There's a couple of really good ones. Just off the bat, anytime I can tell that a client's a little bit nervous about how they look, and then I show them the pictures of the back of the camera and their face lights up, that's a really good feeling. I did a session with a woman who um, commissioned a dress from Firefly Pass. It was beautiful. Oh. And so she did a shoot with me. And she was, she was a woman of color, and we went to a place in Boston to shoot, and she was dressed to the nine in this dress cool. and there was a little girl who saw her and she just stopped dead in her tracks and she just looked at her with this like face of adoration and love and excitement and it was like because she could see herself represented back in this like beautiful fairy tale person but what I what I personally liked was like her dress was not like like it was like a like it was a badass dress like this was like a dragon lady dress like it was a seriously empower like everything about the moment was so empowering um and then at the same moment that same shoot totally off not related we saw a person who had a cat on a leash and we stopped and made friends with them and that was also really fun too yeah but yeah that was a really good moment for me um to see that because it was just like seeing representation happening in real life and then um other things that have been really good is when I take serious risks on a composite and I'm not sure if it's going to work and then it does. That's exciting. Sometimes I do things where I'm like, this might crash and burn terribly. <laughs> and then it doesn't. Yeah, the kids, going to what Jocelyn said, kids definitely make it worthwhile. And I don't really work with children a lot. So, like, for me to see a moment where a kid had a reaction to something, like, hit me really hard because I just, I work mostly, almost exclusively with adults. So I will work with kids. It just happens to be that I've I've been I, I've been drawing adults in more than anything sure. else. Sure. So yeah, that is really cool. Yeah, those are two really good moments. And that dress was amazing. Yeah, fire firefly path yeah. is. I've I've never seen anything like it. Honestly, like it's like one thing to see it in pictures, and then it's another thing to like actually like see it in person. 
And then just like the amount of time it took her to get the dress on, just because of all the pieces, it was it was really cool. That was a really fun shoe, actually. I haven't really posted any pictures from it yet because I'm really behind in social media posting. But I will eventually. Aren't we all? <laughs> yeah. I guess it's good I have a backlog. Yeah. Yeah, better than than having nothing to post nothing. at all. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yep. I have a bunch of stuff. What is? I'm sorry, Trey. Did you have a question? Go for it. Go oh. for it. I was going to ask what part of the creative process is. I'm sorry. I have a cat who is. I don't, know. Don't walk on my keyboard, buddy. I am so surprised <laughs> that Egwene hasn't been acting. Oh, how was your cat's name? This is Oliver. <gasps> Hi, and Oliver. He's, he's gigantic, and he's. Oh, oh wow. Goodness. I he's can barely hold boy. him here. He's um, sixteen pounds. Okay. I'll pull Egwene from her slumber after this, but I'm pretty sure if I wake her up right now, I'll be unleashing something terrible. <laughs> so I'm gonna wait again <laughs> <to offer. laughs> Um Okay, so what part of the creative process is the part you get the most excited about was my question. <laughs> yeah. Um well I love shooting. Shooting is something I really look forward to, obviously. Like the day of? Like the day of shooting, yeah. Um there's never a point where I'm like, oh, this is going to be so difficult. Oh, I'm not going to like this, even if I'm not feeling well. And even if I know it's going to be like a very physically taxing day, I'm always excited about it. And then that moment when you're uploading the SD card to your hard drive and things start to filter in through Lightroom, that's like Christmas. That is like Christmas unfolding. I love that moment. Because um, then you can actually see what happens, you know? And um, yeah, that's really exciting. Although I, I will say one thing that has changed my workflow that's not really changed it, but kind of felt slightly related. They recently started tethering. So I got mm. a tablet and then I got um, something called a camera ranger that basically creates a Wi-Fi spot between my camera and the tablet so that that way as I'm shooting, I can see on a bigger screen, I can see it live. Oh. So it's a little bit less of a mystery now when I get home and load it because I can see it as it's happening. Um, and I've only used it on one shoot so far, just the one with Tatiana and I'll be using it on Saturday. And, um, I think it's already made a really big difference. Ooh. I don't know how it'll work with a client quite. Um, I, there could be potentially some issues with, you know, there will be good things and bad things about using it with a client. But in terms of Tatiana, it's like, here's this pose I'm having a hard time explaining. Let me show you. And then, you know, we can correct it. Or on my end, technical things happen frequently, especially with compositing. Like there'll be times where I'll have a perspective shift and I don't realize it. But then now that I can see on the big screen, I can be like, oh, okay, I need to like, you know, take some more pictures before you move on because I'm going to, I'm going to hate myself in Photoshop in a couple hours if I don't fix this now, you know, right. I'm, I'm going to cause hours more of work or I can just fix it right now. So that's been really cool. I'm really excited about that. And then little things too, like, um, you know, obviously you want like to focus on the eyes and sometimes you miss it just slightly. It's not completely tack sharp and you don't realize it until you get up on the big screen. I'm sure this is something you've encountered. Well, with this, you can zoom in and you can be like, all right, I got it. Yeah. I feel confident that I got it. So it's kind of giving an extra ounce of confidence that, that it worked. You know, whatever I was trying to do was successful. So yay technology. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, one thing that I saw from a sewing perspective, I was actually watching a YouTube video this morning. Um, I have a very difficult time sewing straight. Uh I always sew it like sides and even the person <laughs> who taught me how to sew was like you so crooked and i was like but it's not so okay so yeah. there is actually a magnetic guide that you can like adhere to your sewing thing and it helps you like so straight and i'm like oh, for ten dollars i can now sew straight thank god 
I bought that thing and then I never used it. Just to really explain my ADHD. It's like literally just sitting in my sewing kit right now and my lines are still crooked. I guess that's better than magneting it to your fridge. But <laughs> I you know I, can find it. I bought one of those too and use it, but before I bought that I was cheap and I just was using a fridge magnet. That's hilarious. Yeah. That's smart actually. That's pretty smart. Yeah, I, guess. I don't think that I have the same need that you two have for straight lines, though. I think that's like my argument in my head because like it just has to look at the camera. Oh, but you know, I don't sell really complicated things either. I'm sure there'll be a time where I say that and then I'll be regretting my decisions bitterly. But for now, for now, it's all good. You know, I will say one thing about Trey, though, <laughs> and that is despite the crooked line thing and whatever else you think you might not do perfectly. I want, I got the great, ple- I, I had the great pleasure of watching Trey dive into sewing years oh, ago when he first cool. decided this was what he wanted to do and make costumes for cosplay and for himself and things like that. And uh, I love that he just dove in. Yeah. And it didn't, Yeah, it was like, sec- and, it, and I, I love giving that message to, literally anybody i would encourage anybody to just dive in it is secondary whether or not you can afford silk it is even if silk is what should probably be used for that thing you'll get there you know yeah yeah and for now the fact that you're just doing it and trying you know i don't believe that whatever project or art you practice has to be something that you could sell I don't yeah. think you have to get to the point where you could monetize that. I think you just need to do it. I think that's completely accurate. Yeah. I feel like that has been like my model my whole life. Like when I started photography, I bought a camera kind of on, like I researched it. I knew I wanted to do it. And I had been doing like cell phone photography for a very long time up until that point. Um, and I just, was like, okay, I bought a camera and I'm only going to shoot on manual mode and I'm not ever going to use any of the helper things on here at all. And I didn't watch any videos on how to, so I took a lot of black pictures and a lot of white pictures and nothing in between for about two weeks. I wow. did not know how to expose it. And then I figured it out. And then I was like, oh, maybe I should look at a YouTube channel. But I was in school all the time also. So I was in a very intensive science program. And the idea of looking up one more thing was more than I could handle. <laughs> So I did it. Um, that is amazing, and, though. And from a photography standpoint, that's probably actually the best way to do it. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Um, and then I started actually, like, watching classes and stuff like that. So I am completely self-taught um, because, like I said, like, my, my actual formal education is in, um, like, clinical science. So, yeah. Um, but growing up with an artist helped. I can't say I'm self-taught when you grow up with an artist, but technically I am. You are now the second person that has come to us and your art has kind of stemmed from your work in the sciences. Yeah. Um, we had a we had a guest on who started writing a book series based on a patient that they were treating in a hospital. Cool. And and you have a full background and so my question is how? <laughs> it doesn't really connect. Um so it doesn't, it doesn't. I will tell you that um the work that I do in the lab, I do a lot of like microscopy and things like that. Um, and a camera and a microscope are very similar in terms of like their inner structures. It's basically taking things and then reflecting onto something else. Um, and I think that 
so to be a lab, to work in any kind of science, you have to have a pretty strong attention to detail and you have to be analytical and you have to be able to problem solve. And those are all skills that I can apply to photography. Um, but I don't do anything fantasy related at all at my job. You know, it's very cut and dry. Like it's black or it's white. It's your QC passes or it fails. Like this is a critical result or, you know, it, it's, there's no room for any kind of gray area. The only thing that maybe there is, is um, um, one of the departments that I work with is uh, hematology, which is the study of, of blood, white cells, whatever, red cells. And um, mm. we have to look under scopes, under the microscope a lot to like look at, the, I'm not gonna get you science here, but, but basically to look at the different types of white cells that there are. That's, the only, that's one of the very few areas in the lab where there could be some potential wiggle room because sometimes those cells just don't look like they should. They could be a couple different things. Um, and then there's a couple things in like microbiology department where I feel like maybe I'm expressing my artistic creativity when I'm making grand things or whatever. But generally speaking, you're doing what you're doing and there's no deviation from it. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it's two totally different different mindsets and it's it's been it's kind of weird that I work in both, honestly. Um, yeah, it's, I'm, I'm not like inspired. I'm not like saying, here's my job at the lab and I'm in, it's inspired this creative journey. There are skills in the lab that I've learned that have made me a better photographer and vice versa, but one has not necessarily like inspired the other or anything like that. I've always been really torn between science and art. Um, my whole life, I've always been like kind of flip-flopping between the both of them. So, and then going with art in the long run, so yeah. I love what I do. I love working in the lab. It's really important work. I, you know, 70% of doctor's decisions comes from the, the diagnostic work that people do in the lab. Nobody knows about it. Like nobody knows that this department exists, but it's really, really important. Um, I'm very proud of it. Um, I leave work feeling like I did something that made people's lives better, you know, especially like in blood bank where it's like somebody's bleeding out, you have to give them blood. Like you have to, you know, you actually have some patient, life or death things in your hands um but generally speaking for me it's i like it i'm proud of it i want to be a full-time photographer well you know and on that note you you talked about making lives better and i think your passion for you say on your website or at least on the blog that fairy tales are for everyone yeah and yeah. i think that ties into that too making lives better in general yeah yeah I think that it's really easy to say that art is pissy and it doesn't have much impact or bearing on the rest of society, but I think that's crazy It is and not accurate. I mean, just looking at, I have so many thoughts about this. So <laughs> I think that fantasy as a general overview spectrum is very important because I think that it helps us break up the monotony and redundancy of our lives. It helps us draw parallels to difficult things difficult topics that are like topics that are difficult to talk about and then putting it in a more approachable manner. Um, I think like one potential example of this is like Harry Potter. Okay. Let's talk about his lonely neglected kid living under the stairs and then talk about the magical experience that happened after that. And like, don't we all want that to happen or have the, being a perfectly mundane person and then having an extraordinary circumstance drop into your lap. How do you adapt to that? How do you rise to the occasion or not rise to the occasion? We all want to see ourselves reflected back into that. That's one thing. 
another thing about art in general is I think that art tends to inspire and then science catches up. Not always. But my one, one example of this is like, I'm a huge Star Trek fan. Um, so let's think about like Next Generation made in like the 90s and they had tablets and all this stuff. And like now we're seeing it. Now like the, those innovations that somebody came up with in a fantasy, a sci-fi fantasy setting are things that tech creators are not emulating. Maybe it's just my opinion, but I'm pretty sure that, you know, when tech started to catch up, that they drew their inspiration from sci-fi. There's probably somebody out there who's like, no, it's not from this, but I'm just going to go with that. And then I think that there is the um, concept of representation for who, no matter who you are, no matter what walk of life you're in, we all deserve to see ourselves represented back in fantasy. And I think that it's incredibly important and it's a, it's a tenant of my life. It's something that I believe in, that I pursue every single day, and it motivates every decision that I make. And I just think it's really important. So, yeah. And, yeah, that's it. That's it. I can keep going, but I'll stop for now. That's <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, in the chat, Jasmine said, you certainly make lives better with your art. Oh. And preach. <laughs> you do too, Jasmine. You also make lives better with your art. Yes, you do. I'm doing this. Yeah. Yes, yeah. can confirm. Yes. Oh, and she said, go, Trey. I'm afraid of my sewing machine, so I guess I'll try again. Oh, okay. I know. Um, I definitely understand that sewing machines are incredibly scary sometimes. Yes. The only thing that you ever have to worry about is when it grows teeth um, and like googly eyes out of it. That's the only time that you have to worry about it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Can confirm. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, it, uh, it can be daunting. Um, but really, the more that you throw into it, um, you're going to start to, uh, you're going to start to learn. Um, we always think about what the scariest thing that we've ever done in our life was. And then we get to the other side of it and we go, oh, okay, well, once I learned like to work with it, it wasn't that bad. So it's kind of applying that same sort of logic towards whatever path that we take. Um, trying something new is always gonna be scary at first, but when you're on the other side of it, that's when you go, oh, there's a lot of joy in that. Yeah, yeah. And I think too that that is what makes a lot of, artists successful is finding the joy in that because if you're going to go for perfection and if you're only going to create when the you know the full moon is happening and there's a unicorn jumping over the sky then you're never going to do it like if you're waiting for the circumstances to be exactly right you're never going to do it and if you hold yourself to a very high level of perfection you're never going to be successful you have to give yourself the permission and the grace and the enjoyment of failing like some of my favorite things have been projects that I've completely failed at. I've learned so much from it. Um, kind of going off what you said. Yeah. Like, just jump into it. Like, just do the thing and try it. And if it works, it works. And if it doesn't, it doesn't. I'm just going to, like, I'm just going to hold on to my crepe machine and just wear this at, like, just make this my handkerchief at. Um... Yeah, I can't send you 100% silk crepe machine, but, um, <laughs> but I'll show you how to work with it when you do get it. <laughs> I have a, I have a lot of sewers in my family, which I'm very fortunate for. So I can, like my aunt, I, I very often will call her and be like, my machine is broken. And I don't even know how to explain to you what's happening and like try to send pictures. But of course I live out in the woods and my cell phone service is terrible. So it's, it's a long drawn out process. She lives like an hour away from me. So it's not really a, a quick jump down the road. Right. She can't just run over there quick. Yeah. Yeah. I've had to keep moving north. 
I don't know why, but I do. I do look <laughs> beautiful out here. Just kidding. I live in a gorgeous area. Really lucky. We're very lucky. Yeah. One thing that I'll ask, because we've mentioned fairy tales and bringing fairy tales to anybody. Do you have a fairy, a favorite fairy tale or like a favorite author of fairy tales or set of fairy tales? So, um, I, I guess I can't really say it's fairy tale specifically. I guess when I talk, when I personally am using the word fairy tale, I think I'm kind of using it to encompass like the majority of the fantasy realm. Like I'm taking liberties with the term. Also, I'll just start with that. Um, but my favorite books are, um, I love Historic Materials. I love Pullman. Love them, love them, love them. Like, one of my all-time favorites. I do love Harry Potter. I did grow up on that. Um, I'm a big H.P. Lovecraft fan. I really enjoy Stephen King. So I like like the horror aspect of things. And um, let's see. Right now, I'm reading The Wheel of Time. I have I like, I like that a oh, lot. Oh, yeah. And... Um, did so, you watch uh, that one too? I did, yeah. Yeah, I did too. I, liked it. I I kind of just put it in my head like it was a whole different rendition. Like I just like watched it with no expectations of it being like the like the book. That's a good and mindset that to have. Work pretty well. Yeah. yeah, my boyfriend Dave was like freaking out every like every five minutes. He's like, "That's not what happened." That's it's usually me who's doing that, so I'm kind of refreshing that I managed to get into that headspace and he did it. For once, I'm not losing my mind. I'm just enjoying this. That can be really annoying sometimes. You know, like watching a movie rendition and you just like want to scream the whole time. I read a lot. I do read a lot. No pressure. Um, I actually have almost a full book sleeve on this side. It's Harry Potter. And then I've got Great Gatsby. I'm saying it's To Kill a Mockingbird, but it's actually just something I drew and it has birds in it. So whatever. I just want to tie it in. And then I have Edgar Allan Poe bird on its head on the back of my leg which is hilarious and I forget that I have it frequently and I'll like I'll be showering or whatever I'll be wearing shorts I'll turn it I'll see it and I just laugh because it's so funny it's like a silhouette of him with like a raven in his head it's great that's cool that though yeah and then I want to do something with his dark materials um I think I want to probably do like pantalimon or something like that on my arm like it's I don't know I had it figured out and then I forgot I think I wrote it down somewhere I hope Oh, and then I also want to do, because these are mostly like childhood on the side, it's mostly like childhood things, and I really enjoyed um, The Chronicles of Narnia, but particularly The Magician's Nephew. I love oh. The Magician's Nephew. Yes. So I want to do like the scene with the two kids flying on the winged horse. That would be cool. Yeah, I want to do that a lot. So, And then like I really like all the regular tropes like Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit and all that stuff. So I'm pretty cliche fantasy. But I'm okay with it. I'm on board I'm with that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm fine with it. So, yeah. How about you guys? What do you like? I'm I'm on board with the C.S. Lewis thing. That was unexpected to hear. Uh, I love that you picked the magician's nephew. That was that was pretty cool. And uh, and I not like not as main. It's not like you've got the wardrobe or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm a huge Lord of the Rings. Like that's just. I can't wait for the new series. I don't care what anybody else says. I love the casting. It. Yeah. Love the casting. I enjoyed Wheel of Time. Don't... Caponis is our moderator. Yeah. He's saying no. <laughs> um, I loved Princess Bride. That was one of my big ones, too. The Almost everything you said as well. Yeah. Uh, I, I like Star Wars and... Um, like The Witcher and... Yeah. Um, I don't know. What am I missing, Trey? 
I, I'd have to look at <laughs> if I like it enough, I'll do a photo shoot based on it. Yeah, that's cool. So if I go look at my own social media, I'll remember. I liked the Labyrinth. show. What? Labyrinth. Oh, yeah. Oh, I haven't. Yeah. Labyrinth Did is a good go? one. Yeah. Oh, I think a Gwen Stern. She just made a noise. See what oh. she does next. <laughs> so, yeah, what we're think? here. For... So... Highlander, oh. yeah. Uh, I like Outlander. I liked Outlander a lot. Oh, yeah. Outlander is I like good. I from the show. Yeah. Um, I, I did really enjoy the show. It's funny because I got stuck on, like, the French court scene on both the books and the show. And, like, oh. once I got past that, I got really into it. But it took me a couple tries. Um, that was interesting. For I my... like... Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I like Margaret Atwood a lot. I, I'm saying this because I just binge watched. So, like, The Handmaid's Tale great and everything like that but um okay. i watched i didn't really she wrote this book called alias grace they haven't read it oh, but yeah. they they based a show off of it and i binge watched that the other day i was only saying the miniseries it was only six episodes long it was really 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 good like i'm recommending it to everybody i talked to like go watch alias grace it was one of the best things i've seen in a really long time honestly interesting yeah i wasn't expecting it it just came up because i like i watched Bridget, Bridget, Bridgerton. And so it okay, came on my yeah. list as like the recommended things. And I was like, oh, I'll watch another period piece. And I was like, oh, miniseries, okay. If it's not that good, I haven't invested that much time. And it was amazing. It was amazing. Yeah, I, I did this like the kind of thing where I had, like, I dreamt about it for a couple nights later. Like, it left that much of an impression on me. Oh, wow. Which is kind of rare. So. I'll have to check Girl. that out. Yeah, it was really Girl. good. It was based off a true story a little bit, too. Sure. So, it's, so in, at, at one point... Um, there was a there was a mis- mysterious murder of a housemate a house um, housekeeper and the guy that she worked for and it was only the two of them in the house for a long period of time so there was an idea that they were ha- perhaps having like an illicit affair and then they had two um, servants in the house one was a 16 year old girl and then one was like a kind of aggressive guy and the the two the housemate at the housekeeper and the um, I don't know what the word is. The guy she worked for ended up brutally murdered. So they tracked down and arrested the two servants. But there was a serious question about whether or not the 16-year-old girl actually did it. Um, so the whole show was basically, and I guess I looked it up, I guess the book is very similar, was about her being interviewed by a psychologist to try to understand, because I guess she had like a lot of like long periods of, of amnesia during the time that it happened. So they talked about like her history of a, like just kind of like abuse as a kid and then like kind of going through the system. So it was very sad. Um, and then they were questioning, then there was a serious question of like, like what her best friend had died. So was it like a paranormal thing? Was it, she really, was she really crazy? Did she remember and was she just like janking everybody's chain? So it was very like how, what actually happened was left very open and it was fascinating. Hmm. And I think that that was pretty obvious in the beginning. So I don't think that was any spoilers. I think, like, if you watched it, like, when I started watching it, I was like, I think this is how this is going to end. And that, you know, they set it up so you were pretty much like, it's going to be a series of questions the whole time. It was really good. It was like, it was a good piece on, like, people, I guess. Anyway, tangent. I'm tangenting again. There's nothing to do with geography. But I do like those types of shows because I feel like, you know, the costumery is beautiful and the lighting you know mm-hmm. they had like a lot of like those like kitchen scenes with like the the big broad butcher blocks and that like 
those big glass pane window lights coming through and like the colors of every it just it was gorgeous it was visually beautiful yeah it's um called alias grace alias grace and it came out in 2017 yeah and it was written by margaret well based on margaret atwood's novel yeah and i don't think it was very long so you know in two years when i finish reading the wheel of time i'm going to check that one out yeah it looks good just now i want to check it out too yeah yeah so yeah the one thing that i've really appreciated um because you talked more about and i loved your answer to to the question of what fairy tales do you like because my mind goes to like 18th and 17th and 16th century stories and you started quoting more recent sorts of fairy tales and i love that answer it, there i think there's an author that you would enjoy um her name is sarah addison allen she writes with a lot of local uh local references to things for cool. like for southern culture but her work focuses on um I don't know, like realism, surrealism. Um, she mixes a little bit of fantasy into everyday life. So like Aww. there's this one book that she has um, about a family who they all have different gifts. And the main, like the main matriarch of the family, her gift is baking sweets and knowing exactly what kind of sweet that you need based on your ailment. And another person is incredibly good at providing people with exactly what they need, maybe not when they need it, but she just knows that they're going to need it. Or another person who knows exactly where she needs to be at exactly the right time. That's really cool. I like that. And I like the fact that they're drawing off, that 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 particular author is drawing off of um, local lore, because that's something that's really fascinating, too. You know, like, I live in New England. There is local lore. Like, you throw a rock, you'll hit something. You know, it's just everywhere. (laughs) Um, So that's that's really fascinating. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds like a a great... I have not been to New England, so that's going to have to be on my list now. Yeah. Yeah. It's a beautiful place. I just feel like... You know, we have the seasons changing, which I know a lot of the United States does, and sometimes I love it, and sometimes I hate it. We're at the end of winter, so right now I'm kind of like, please give me some warmth and greenery, but otherwise, I do like the seasons changing. But there's just so much history here, you know, and I'm two hours away. I'm an hour and a half away from Salem. I'm right near the Cape. I'm two hours from New York. I'm two hours from the Green the um, White Mountains in New Hampshire. Wow. We just have a lot of really beautiful stuff right near here. Very lucky. What was that name? Yeah. The name of that author again, Trey? Sarah Addison Allen. Okay, cool. I'm writing it down. I'll definitely add it to my list of books to read. And yeah. Sarah, if you're listening, hi. We do have an uh, email that you can sponsor us at. Uh, please sponsor <laughs> us. We love you at themodrom.com. Thank you. That's right. It exists. Very cool. Very we cool. have an email just for that. That's awesome. <laughs> I love that. And if you have feedback for Trey, we have Trey at themodrom.com. I, I only accept positive reviews. Thank you. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Uh, so you're right now you're working on this uh, really big project with the four models. Yeah. I, I don't know what to call. Have you named this? Uh, right now I'm just calling it the Black Friday issue. Okay. Yeah. I mean... Cool. Yeah, I, I it, yeah. So the Black Fade Day shoot, and then what 
what else do you have? Do you have any? And that's big. Do you have anything yeah. else coming up? Um, I mean, well, Tatiana and I have both wanted to be able to um, go down because Jasmine is doing this amazing gala on the 15th of May. Please correct me if I'm wrong. I think it's on the 15th of May. Um, I'm so bad at dates. Anyway, we wanted to do something to support, and we just thought that was the best way. And I have other ideas for next. Anyway, I need to email Jasmine. That's the moral of the story there. Okay. Um, I'll add it to the list of things I have to do. Yeah, and yes, email. May 14th. I have like a long list. I'm like, I want to talk to all these people. Anyway. Um, so... May, May 14th is correct, by the way. May 14th. Yes. I remember something. Um, so then, okay. I'm going to be going down to Palm Coast in Florida for a photo shoot. This is actually really exciting. Somebody is literally paying to fly me down to Florida to do a session with her for her 70th birthday and I am so incredibly honored and humbled and I'm pinching myself constantly because I can't believe this is happening so this is really exciting so I had I'm working with her and then I'm working with one other woman um and she is so I'm going to be there from the 20th to the 27th and I can still take more clients so if anybody is in Palm Coast and they would like to book a full session with me I can do that um and I'm going to stop because Jasmine just gave a clarification and I want to just say it. So Black Friday is May 14th. The Fantasy Gala is on the 15th. Yes. Thank you. Because yes. if you didn't, I was no, going to. Gala. Okay. Cool. I know. I know. So I, I was thinking about it and I was going to get distracted and like stop listening to myself talk. So anyway. Um, so then we're doing, um, I'm doing a, so I'm, I, I'm always accepting full clients. April's booked up, but May and beyond, it's open. So if anyone's in Massachusetts or they're coming to Massachusetts or you want to fly me out, like, I'm open to that. Um, all you have to do is, is go to my website, and um, there's a contact form that you can fill out. I think it's either book a session or contact me or something like that, and it will trigger my client management system to let me know that you contacted me, and I will take it from there. Um, I love doing full sessions. I love having the opportunity to meet and talk to connect with people and build stories for people. That's what I do. That's what I live for. I love it. Um, and then I'm doing a mini session on May 21st and 22nd. It is themed the Cottage Witch mini session because, you know, my name is The Witching Art Photography and I figure it's in spring. So I wanted to do something that was spring-like. So I thought I'd go with the kind of the cottage core theme. So the way that this is going to work is there are 12 slots. Last I checked, I sold three already, um, which I'm really excited about. And there's packages, so you can determine, like, how so, – so let me backtrack. There's going to be three sets to choose from. One of them is going to be – I titled it the Fairy Room. So it's kind of like it's an indoor studio setup where we just have a lot of, like, flowers and peonies and mountain laurels and, like, kind of things hanging off, like, a – curtained area and I have like a nice chair and then I like for props I have like um paintings on my auntie like some landscapes and some musical instruments and we can make it as surreal as we want like I can have flying pages and make it magic here we can just have it be like a pretty little sitting room that's one set the second set is um I'm shooting this on my parents house just to clarify but um they have a pond and then they have like a lot of really pretty like trellises and vegetation, all the stuff. They have this like giant golden mirror that's almost as tall as I am that I am going to lean up against a thing. And then I'm, I'm going to put like all these flowers and a picnic blanket. And I'm going to have, um, you know, like pastries and all that kind of stuff. So that's, that's set two. And then set three is like the greenhouse. So, um, 
they have like this really cool butcher board thing that they can roll. So we're going to bring that under a gazebo so it will be weatherproof. Yay. And um, I have like a whole bunch of dried flowers and you can see previews of all this on like social and on, the, on my website as well. Um, but set three is basically a greenhouse apothecary thing. And what I like about them is they're customizable and that people can come up and choose different props and different poses and different like methods. So we could have, you know, the apothecary one could be really creepy if somebody wanted it to be, but it could be just as easily like very light and airy depending on what direction somebody wanted to go in. Um, so there are um, three packages. You can get one image, two images, or three images depending on which set you want to do. So you can get image of one set, two sets, or three sets. Um, and there should be nine slots left currently. So if somebody wants to, if anybody's interested, I would love to see you. You can go to my website and there is a section on it um, that says uh, cottage rich mini session and there's a contact form you could fill out so you could pick like your slot and all that stuff. So, yeah. It sounds like an yeah. exciting, uh, is it just one day? It's two days actually. Two it's days? Okay. Two days. Yeah, the 21st and 22nd. Sounds like so, an amazing uh, couple of days. Yeah, the mini sessions are a lot of work. Um, I love doing them, but I definitely put, you know, they're, it's a lot of planning and a lot of, you know, you have to do the pre-shoot. So you kind of have to shoot it. If you're doing, if I'm doing three days, I'm shooting it three times. You know, I'm setting it up that many times. Yeah. Like that. So it's a lot, but it's good. I think people um, gravitate towards it if they're not sure if they want to um, do a full session. Sometimes people are a little nervous about, you know, committing to a full session or they just kind of want to see how I work with them in the process, that whole thing. So, yeah, I have a lot of, I have a lot of return clients too, which is exciting. This will be my third mini session. So cool. Yeah. yeah. Well, based on the, the sets of uh, your other photography, it sounds like it'll be amazing. Yeah. Thank you. I'm super excited. And then, um, uh, I'm, you know, I, I'm in Enchanted Living pretty much every issue at this point, which is very exciting. I don't, can I talk about that? Can I talk about another? Sure. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. I don't want to be weird. I'm like, oh, this is a magazine. I'm not, not trying weird. to like. No. Nope. Okay. Um, so yeah, I, I've been working with Monica Croson, who, who writes, she's a writer. Um, and I have been almost a year now, we've been coming up with stuff for every shoot. So, and then sometimes um, we work with Jen Parrish, who is a jewelry maker. Yeah. Yeah. She's amazing. Um, she and is. And a lot of times. Yeah. 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 She's like one of my favorite people. And a lot of times we'll do things that are specific for her. Um, the last issue um, was Fairy Tales. Yay. And uh, we got paired with the Cotter House School, which they're amazing. Mm -hmm. I think I'm pronouncing that right. But anyway, they're, they're two women who study folklore. Like that's what they do. They actually, I think they have PhDs in folklore. Um, so they did a really nice piece. And then we did some Julia with Jen. And we did a whole bunch of like Cinderella, Rapunzel, Sleeping Beauty. Yeah. Oh, cool. That was really fun. Yeah, that I really great. That just came out. So that's out so, now yeah. for anybody who that's wants out now. to see yeah. that. I've been talking to you guys for a really long time. I'm sorry. You guys must be so tired of my babbling. Blah, 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 blah. No. <laughs> no, this is okay. what we do. Yeah, see, that's cool. What I, what I love personally is I'm very much an introvert. So I didn't. Yeah me talking to other people is very difficult but when i find something that other people are passionate about and can talk about like really a lot yeah i'm like please tell me more tell me more tell, tell, oh tell, cool tell. good 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 i'm the same way yeah yeah because otherwise it was like hey trey we're both introverts let's start a podcast that has a lot to do with visual arts <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
everything. And I'm just awesome. like, uh, can, can I just sing for like 30 minutes? Like, I, uh, mm -hmm. I yes, you can. People, I, <laughs> no. no, 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 no. I'm now on camera and you want me to do vocals? Uh, what? Oh boy. Yeah. Um, I like to hear it. Not to mention the spot, but generally, like if I were listening to a podcast and somebody randomly started singing, I would be so excited about it. I really would be. Like if just break out some Broadway music, I'd be like, yes. See, you just said the magic words, and I could see it. Jasmine said, "Angel of music," and Trey Angel really is. Really. Right. Hit it, awesome. Trey. Yes. That's okay. much in the spot. It is it is nine forty at night. Um, I will sing something, but I do have to be considered. Uh, I can't get too loud because uh, I'm pointing over here, like you can see my neighbors. Um, <laughs> and one redeemed tray to sing toss a coin. Um, Kaz, I will not only do that. I will also do a Broadway song as well. But I will also do um, sing a toss a coin to your Witcher. I'm sorry, toss a coin to your Twitcher. Yes. Okay. I love that. Somebody get ready to clip this. Jeez. <laughs> Toss a coin to your Twitter, O oh Valley of Plenty, O oh Valley of Plenty, oh. Toss a coin to your Twitter, O oh Valley of Plenty. That was incredible. Thank you so much for doing that. You made my night. Yes. Oh, that was great. Oh, God. <laughs> I, um, I will sing another one. Um, Good. If, if you don't mind. No, please do. Uh, please. Now I am thinking of things to sing. Um, oh, okay. I need to look at the lyrics. So one moment, please. Yes, do it. Uh, da, 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 da. Jasmine said your voice is so gorgeous so gorgeous oh my god Please. thank you um, oh my god uh, I knew we could get him to sing guys I'm so excited about this has this ever happened before him like singing like in the podcast he sang the toss a coin song before oh, okay, okay and every now and then cool. we've burst into song there was a couple days there was the one time when we didn't know we were going live <laughs> and we were actually recording an, a commercial <laughs> did you sing for that i feel like we sang for that like half-heartedly and then we realized <laughs> that we were going live and i just went oh god oh god <laughs> we yes yeah, spotify we were recording an ad for spotify which is so cool. Like I that cool. just yeah. I, that just made my day. And so we're oh, Songbird Sundays. I like that idea. Oh, yeah. And we accidentally uh -huh. I accidentally basically we were went live and it's my fault. And I didn't we didn't know we were live and then um James Navy's girlfriend Victoria, who we interviewed James a few weeks ago. And so uh she was suddenly in the chat talking to us and we're like wait why is there someone in the chat yeah, oh my goodness I'm like, wait are we live that is so funny and we That's had been so live funny. for like a half an hour or something 
pretending to even better. That's great. That's something I would do. Completely. Thankfully, we're nice people. We didn't say anything terrible. That part, though. Um, <laughs> That's good. <laughs> um, so I have chosen a song. Um, it's a little bit of a softer song, so I didn't want to like belt something. Um, this is from one of my favorite recent musicals, and I love the lyrics because I think it speaks to what our podcast sets to do, which is wow. finding dreams um, and kind of holding on to those dreams. Um, it's from the Waitress musical, written by Sarah Bareilles. Love Sarah Bareilles, um, and and it's called A Soft Place to Land. Sugar, sugar, butter, flour. Sometimes I still see her, my mother, the dreamer. She'd say nothing's impossible, child. A dream needs believing to taste like the real thing. Like some stranger you recognize. So pure, so pure, so electric, so sure, so sure, so connected to those little believers inside. May we all be so lucky and i don't want to make this podcast about me but i will cut it off there that was beautiful thank you so much i'm honored i got to hear that thank you thank you yeah you have a true gift but you i'm sure but you have a true gift (laughs) thank you thank you and i'm now turning like four shades of pink so we're gonna move on that was great. Thank yeah. you so much. I really appreciate it. Jasmine said dessert for the ears. And Kat yes. said, get this man a microphone. We we got the next Michael Buble. I would <laughs> I would venture to say Trey is way better than Michael Buble. Just, but I've heard him in actual person. We used to sing. We used to sing at work. <laughs> we won't talk about that, though. We used to work no. together. No. That's um, awesome. But thank you. Um, so Joy, if you were to, cause we've talked about like that we all have gifts and we all have skills and you talk about skills that translate from photography to, to your job and from your job to photography. If you were to talk to someone that is being an aspiring photographer, what is a piece of advice that you would give them? I would tell them to not be worried about failing or making mistakes, just to go out and try and play. Um, and to try everything because I think it's really easy to get caught up in like, I'm a portrait photographer, I'm a landscape photographer, I'm a cell phone photographer. And then you kind of put blinders on and you don't see what else is out there. And I think it's really important to try your hand at other media. Like I'm a portrait photographer, but I go out and I do landscape sometimes. I don't show anybody, but I do it. Um, and part of the reason I don't show anybody is because like, I just don't edit. Like I just don't have the time to edit something like that. Um, but I think it's really important to look through a different type of lens and try a different setting. Like 
so so say for instance portrait photographers tend to sit in like you know a specific type like they like kind of like a you know f3.5 like like um more wide open apertures and we use like here there she is come here come meet my new friend come here Kim. oh look at that stretch oh, she's, she's getting me. her cat this is the queen she's beautiful and i love her hi very much. baby and she oh. like just sits on your lap like she'll just sit with me like this oh well, she's been sleeping so now she's a kid so she'll probably go play with her toys but um yeah <gasps> She's like she'll burrow. She's really sweet. That's amazing for how long you've had her. I know. I know. It's crazy. I feel like I've had her for years. Um, let's see how long she sits with me. So yeah. Um, two seconds. All right. Good deal. Um, anyway, <laughs> she'll be back. And she'll knock something over, and it'll be fine. So if you just suddenly start seeing the camera like go flying, it's a boy. It could be me too. I'm pretty clumsy, but anyway. Um, so yeah, I think that it's really important to change up how you see things and change up your perspective. Um, when I very first started photography, I only ever used a cell phone and it was like an iPhone three or something. Like, it was a long time ago. Um, and I learned a lot about composition because I didn't have any like lenses or anything fancy to use. It was just my iPhone. And like, if I wanted to tell a story, it had to be composition. I had nothing else. And I think that's really important. Um, I think it's important to backtrack and go back to simpler times, even as a professional, just to kind of like remind yourself that you can't always rely on Photoshop and you can't always rely on the most expensive glass you have, like lens you have, you know? So, yeah. And I've been wanting to get into landscape photography myself as a hobby, not as a profession. For you. Yeah. For me. Yeah. That's a, you you that's really great. have to. Yeah. So. Um, in the chat, Kaz has a question. She, uh, they said, so I live in Lexington and I want to do a fantasy photo shoot. How do I go about finding and interviewing a photographer for it? Like, I don't really know how to go about finding a photographer in general. That's a really good question. Um, I don't know that there are a ton of people who specialize in fantasy photography who take clients. What about you? Do you, do you feel like there's, there are people? No, and honestly, Kaz, now you know two of us yeah um <laughs> i actually had somebody ask me this question the other day in massachusetts she wanted to do something for her husband and she was kind of questioning if i work with men which i do it's just that women tend to really gravitate towards my work um so i and she said if you don't like give me a suggestion and i don't know what to say like uh, I don't know anybody else that I can really think of in Massachusetts who niches in fantasy photography. I know people who dabble in it, but I don't know anybody who's like, this is specifically what I do. Um, what you could I do. That, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, I think a good place to find photographers would be um, Instagram. I know people have found me through Instagram, through hashtags. Like people have looked up like Massachusetts photographer and they found my work or like look up hashtags like specific to something you're looking for. Like if you're looking for LARP, maybe look at a LARP hashtag. And maybe you can find somebody that way. You might have to do some serious searching, though. I'm sorry to say it. Or Emily and I can come out and, start and shoot for you. Yeah, that's that was my next suggestion. Yeah. Better if you find a photographer you like, just have us interview them for you. There you go. <laughs> we'll, there you go. we'll have them on the podcast and just ask them all the... <laughs> really, it's all not the about what, what we want, though. It's about what you want, because it would be your photo shoot. Yeah. And yeah. 
you could maybe find a photographer that you liked their work and they might delve into that fantasy side for you. Um, yeah. But I don't know of anybody in that area either. But yeah, we, think, we both I travel. Think, I think, yeah, we do travel. I think another thing too is to, is to look for people who, um, A, meet the kind of thing that you're generally searching for. Like, do you like their work? Like, do you like the portfolio? Yeah. Um, and also... Um, consistency is a big thing too i think sometimes and just talk to them like how quickly do they get back to you how do they sound when they talk to you you know are they listening to you i think that's a big one yeah like what joy said how she goes about talking to her clients are they doing that for you as well yeah i spend a lot of time working with clients like the majority of like my full session work is me talking to clients and getting information from them and even like when we're working on costumery and stuff like that i have a lot of costumes but i usually reinvest a little bit of the session fee back into more costumes particularly if i'm working with somebody who has something that i don't already have um and we'll we'll like i like my client in florida we were texting back and forth a lot earlier today talking about costumes and props and things like that so for me i don't just do your console and write your set proposal and let you go like i talk to you i talk to you a lot you know so i think that's really important it's a luxury like like these photo shoots are a luxury and you should feel like you're getting a luxurious service every step of the way absolutely yeah um she said they Oh, running into issues that the photographer only does humans or only does horses, and uh, they want both and three huskies. That's a lot of animal wrangling. Yeah. <laughs> not that you can't have that. that. <laughs> yeah, not that you can't have that. I'm just, uh, yeah. th- I was just thinking about what that might entail. Yeah, yeah, that made me think too. That's funny how we both went there. Um, you would, You would need people who are comfortable with animals who could help you. Um, like I know like the, again, the woman I'm working with in Florida has two dogs and she's been her dog trainer. Um, you would need some assistance. Somebody with a team. Yeah. A team. You would definitely need a team for that. Yeah. Any other questions from the audience? I mean, if we, if we, stole a castle near you you could just ride the horse over and bring your huskies that sounds like a fun thing just saying <laughs> any castles in lexington that we i don't know well i don't know we i don't know i feel like there's probably one in some like historic part of massachusetts probably. that there's like some historic home that we can call a castle yeah still their library do you live in lexington massachusetts because i live in massachusetts Oh, Kentucky. Oh, Kentucky. Yeah. Okay. Because I was like, I'm not very far from Lexington, but Lexington, Kentucky, I am kind of far Yeah. From. Uh, Tatiana and I actually went to um, Kentucky last year. It was really fun. Oh. We did a three-day stint in Lou- Louisville. There you go. Four days, I think. Oh, look, there's a queen. Anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lexington, Kentucky. Yeah. Kentucky was beautiful. I really enjoyed the trip. It's really fun. It is beautiful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've been there once. Yeah. Um, Joy, um, 
before um, before we kind of close out the podcast here tonight, I do want to make sure that um, that our listening audience and anyone who listens to this audio podcast can connect with you. Yeah. Um, can you talk to us about where and the different socials that they can connect with you on? Sure. So I'm on Instagram primarily, um, with the Witching Hour Photography. Um, I try to you know post a couple times a week and do stories and everything like that, reels, the whole thing. Um, I am on Facebook also at the Witching Hour Photography, slightly less involved on Facebook, but I am there too. And as I mentioned earlier, I did just start a newsletter. So you can find that on my website, which is thewitchinghourphoto.com. Um, and you can sign up for my newsletter. I have like, I'm not trying to spam you, so it's not like a pop-up, but you can navigate to a page that says like, join my newsletter and then you can fill out the information there because that really annoys me when I go to people's websites and they're like, join my podcast, like join my newsletter every five minutes. Like I don't do that. Like I, I almost intentionally don't join newsletters at that point because it's, I just really, I get really annoyed. So I didn't do that. I had that up for a while and I like, I turned it on an accident and I had to figure out how to turn it off. So, <laughs> you haven't been to my website in a while. It's gone now. It was annoying me too. <laughs> anyway. Um, and that's how you'll I, know if, joy is coming to kentucky anytime soon just like she's going to florida yes i hope that travel happens more for me it's definitely been a goal of mine so the fact that i am getting to travel at all is really exciting um so see i know i I have some people out in oregon who've been like really wanting me to get out there and do a shoot it's kind of hard to navigate though because how do you really charge for travel fees you know what i mean like in this in this case i had a person who was willing to cover it but you just break it up you, like I don't know how like how do you do it I don't I don't really know so yeah I've usually just been happy if my plane fee my plane tickets yeah. have been covered that that's but... what, kind of what I did too I, I'm kind of just doing like plane ticket and then car rental the day of yeah and then try to figure out how to get stuff down there like if I because I frequently have very heavy props and costume oh right equipment and that can get real pricey. So I'm trying to figure out how to, you know, do that most cost effectively. Some things that I've done though, um, like certain things I had to purchase. So I, because I have family in Florida and I'm staying with family, I'm just shipping it to my family. Oh, so good idea. That is actually saving me some money because, and the client ultimately some money as well because um, free shipping for the most part, you know, so I can just ship it back afterwards. Free shipping down and then pay to get it back. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. And then they have things like um, I have to call American Airlines because that's who I'm flying. But they have uh, media packages where if you're in the media and you can prove that you're in the media, you can. I think you can. You can actually get a um, a bag that's up to 100 pounds for 50 dollars in one direction, and you can load it with gear and stuff like that. So I have to find out more about that. That would be really helpful. Oh, good to know. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then it's like, well, how, once I get there, how do I actually like navigate the stuff? Like how many bags am I going to have? How's just me going to carry it? Cause I like my boyfriend can't take time off from work. So I am, I am going alone. I'll be staying with family, but like the actual traveling is going to be alone. It's still a daunting, but. but we know that you can. And that's yeah, no, I definitely can. Yeah. <laughs> um, Joy, one thing and that is that is going to be something that we look forward to so please send us pictures okay please i will send us pictures um cool. and or send us links and please everyone go check out uh joy um at the witching uh the witching hour photography <laughs> sorry i'm gonna make sure i get that right okay, the, a lot of words. 
the witching hour photography joy it has been an utter pleasure to have you on tonight thank you so much for coming on thank you thank you guys so much it has been so much fun to talk to you i feel like i found my people i hope we can connect after Yay. this thank you all the people who watch this if any of you guys are here for the full two hours you are a champ you deserve some coffee or some tea or something you guys like <laughs> I, I i know you're gonna go turn into a pumpkin and like, i don't know what you're gonna go do i have to raise some set proposals but this has been such a pleasure thank you so much thank you it has been you. you're a delight and thank oh, you for you being too. on and talking with us uh it was a lot of fun to have you here uh, listen for free wherever you get Acquire, Collect, Access, Pillage, Plunder, or Download Podcasts. For updates, announcements, and info on who our next guests are, please follow us on social media. As a huge announcement, we do now have a Discord channel. Join our community, please. Um, join us under The Modern Romantic. Sponsored by the letter E. <laughs> um, quote for the night is, I saw that you were perfect, and so I loved you. Then I saw that you were not perfect, and I loved you even more. Angelita Lim. I love that. All right. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, lords and ladies of the realm, and all fae in between, thank you so much for tuning in tonight to the Modern Romantic Podcast. With that being said, thank you. Have a wonderful evening. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Have a good night. Bye. Bye.